So I gotta know my body's gonna be screaming at me, my brain's gonna be going wild, and I just have to harness something inside me. It's like I'm just doing it. Like I'm just going against everything I know and I'm just powering through and I'm going to have the most exhilarating, memorable experience of my life. And that is the energy that you have to bring to those moments. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Jessica. I'm the host of this podcast. I'm a professional woman in the nine to five world. And I created this show to help other professional women build confidence and feel amazing in their own skin at work because that is something that was such a big struggle for me throughout my career. And I realized over time that if we want to get more women to the top and we want more women in leadership positions across all of these companies, we need to be talking about this and we need to be talking about the things that are hard and we need to feel okay when we're struggling so that we have the courage and so that we can muster the bravery to move through the struggle. And so in a nutshell, that's what this podcast is about. And I'm really excited to have you listening. And I have so been looking forward to recording this particular solo episode for you. Because I don't know if you've noticed if you've been listening to this show for a while. But in the two years that I've done the podcast, I have grown a lot and my confidence has grown a lot and it continues to grow. And what I'm sharing with you today is a little bit of a story and a lesson that was a huge learning for me in just learning to trust and to take that scary leap of speaking up and just that scary leap of putting myself out there. This was a lesson that I really internalized and worked on over the past year or so. And I've been really excited to share it with you and talk about it because I think that it's so important. Now, in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about something that was a huge part of my childhood, and it's super random, by the way. It's super, super random, but I don't know if you had these same jewelry boxes that I had when I was little, but when I was younger, I had these jewelry boxes that had a ballerina inside, and there was a little wind-up thing on the bottom of the jewelry box, and you would wind it up, and then when you opened the jewelry box, it would play music. Music and the ballerina would go around in circles and then you'd close the box and it would stop. And the reason that I'm telling you about this jewelry box and about this spinny ballerina inside the jewelry box is because it's really central to what I'm going to share and talk about in today's episode. And it's all going to make sense after I share a story with you. So I mentioned that I've been working on my own confidence and you may have even heard a shift in my voice or seen me change as I've done the show. I've heard from women who listen to the show that I even sound different. One of the things that was a huge catalyst of that was 
me pursuing a fun, scary hobby and trying something totally new. And that was me pursuing performing arts and taking improv classes and getting on stage and performing in front of people, which was so terrifying to me. But I wanted to push myself out of my comfort zone and I wanted to build that confidence that is so solid and so strong and so unending that I could go up in front of a room full of people, a theater full of people, and I could get on stage knowing that I wasn't that good at my craft and knowing that I might bomb or that I might flop and that there was a good chance that that was going to happen because I was learning something brand new and it takes time to get good at something like improv just like it takes time to get good at any other craft that you're learning but I wanted to build that unshakable unwavering trust in myself that I could be in those situations and it was so interesting because I never anticipated that all of those experiences that I had taking classes, performing, having that experience really helped me tap into a level of my voice and trust in my voice and a level of comfort in myself and in my body that I didn't have before. So it's really fascinating because this activity that I was doing, which is seemingly totally, totally disconnected from my professional life in a corporate environment, like improv classes, completely shifted things for me and gave me this newfound level of bravery, of brazenness, of boldness that I knew it would in some ways, but I just didn't, I didn't anticipate how much it would strengthen my voice and my belief in myself and my belief that I could do hard, scary things and maybe even have fun at the same time. And today I want to share a huge lesson and a huge thing about myself that I learned through the process of getting on stage and doing scary things. And by the way, if you like this topic of sort of building confidence in your body and embodying confidence and these learnings that I got from performing, episode 72, How to Speak Up Confidently at Work, is sort of like a cousin or a sister episode to this episode. But this episode is actually about learning to trust your ideas and having enough trust in the ideas that are coming to you and the instincts that you're having when you're sitting in a meeting or working on a project. It's about having enough trust in that to get past the scary moment of actually opening your mouth and letting everyone hear your voice, which is an incredibly difficult thing for so many women and an incredibly vulnerable moment to be in. And that's why I want to take you back to a really vulnerable moment that I had that changed how I thought about my voice and how I thought about myself and just gave me so much more faith in the fact that even if I feel uncertain, even if I feel afraid, even if I feel unsure, I can still speak up and I can still try and I can still make an attempt and there's still a very good chance that I will be successful. And this moment happened when I actually evolved from taking improv comedy classes, which you probably know this. I think most people know improv comedy is where two people get up on stage and you make up a scene on the spot and the goal is to make the audience laugh. So this story came from when I transitioned from improv comedy to musical improv comedy. Now, improv comedy, like getting on stage, was scary enough, but 
I, of course, like that wasn't enough for me. I had to like take it to an even more extreme. So I decided that I wanted to learn musical improv comedy. Musical improv comedy is where two people or more get on stage, they start doing a comedic scene, and then there's a keyboardist on stage who starts playing a tune or a melody, and the performers break out in song, and they sing a song, and it's intended to be funny. So it's very like Broadway showboaty kind of performance style, but it's supposed to make you laugh and it's all made up on the spot. So the songs that we would perform in class and at our final show were songs that we made up on the spot, which as I'm sure you might be able to imagine is freaking terrifying. In fact, it was so terrifying that this episode that I'm sharing with you might be one of multiple lessons that I learned from getting comfortable singing in front of people because I am not a singer. I am not a musician. Like I'm none of those things. So I was just a complete muggle to anything musical related. And so this was very, very hard for me. And I was confronted with a lot of fears and I really had to get past them as part of this process. And one of the interesting things that I got past really taught me so much about the power of our intuition and the power of our inner intelligence and the fact that we know so much more and we are so much wiser than we give ourselves credit for. And I realized this when we were first learning in class, like how do you just break out in song when a keyboardist is playing a random melody or random tune? And what I was really struggling with in class, like the thing that I felt confused about because I don't have a musical background was the keyboardist is like playing one sort of tune. So maybe their tunes like dun, 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 whatever it is. They're like playing some sort of background melody. What confused me was like, how do I know what to sing to go with the melody? Because if you listen to songs, you'll notice that the melody of what they're singing doesn't match exactly the background music. It's complementary, but it's different. So I was like, how do I know like what sound I make and how I sing? Like, how do I know? To, how do I know to make it match? Like, how do I make sure that it goes together? And if you have a background in music. You might know the answer to this and you might be thinking, oh, Jessica, this is like you're talking about this and this in the world of music theory. But I, I don't have that background. And so I didn't know. And there was something that my teacher said that just stayed with me and like w- like entered into my spiritual being at such a visceral level that I couldn't stop thinking about and I haven't forgotten about. And I remember when she was telling us how we start singing and how we know what kind of melody to sing as soon as the music comes on, she said, don't think about it. She said, turn off your brain. Don't worry about it. You think you can't. You think you don't know how to sing because you haven't sung before. But everyone can sing. Every human can sing. It's a human skill whether you've done it or not. And every single human inside of them has that spinny rotating ballerina, just like the spinny ballerina inside the jewelry boxes that I had when I was a little kid. She said, everyone has that ballerina in them. So I promise you, as soon as you get on stage and you hear the music, as long as you don't overthink it and stay in the moment, 
you will know what to sing. And I wanted her to tell me how to do it. I wanted her to tell me what to do. I wanted instructions. But my instructions were to not wait for instruction or seek instruction, but to simply be in the moment, which maybe wasn't what I wanted to hear to make my fear and my anxiety go away. But I'm so glad that she said that. And I'm so glad that she didn't tell us what to do. And I'm so glad that she forced at least me in that moment to be more uncomfortable and trust that what she was saying is true and trust that I could sing even though I didn't think I knew how to sing because I then had the experience of forcing myself to trust her and seeing that I could sing and seeing that when music was being played, there was something inside of me that could just connect with the melody. And it was just in there and I didn't have to think so hard. And it's possible for me and it's possible for everyone. And the reason why I'm telling you this story and the reason why this concept of everyone has this spinny ballerina inside of them is so fascinating to me and so useful is because this showed me something that I've known for a really long time, but that I still struggle to believe and that I think will be really helpful for you to start to work on believing, which is that you have capabilities that you aren't even aware of. And you might think that you don't have the intellectual capability to contribute. And you might think that you are not smart enough to contribute. And you might think that you have to really aggressively filter out your ideas because you just lack some inherent skill. You just lack some inherent capability. But what I want to tell you is that you also, I also, we also, Everyone has this ballerina inside of us, but it's not the singing one. So don't worry. I'm not going to ask you to break out in song in a meeting at work. That is not what this is about. I mean, you could do that if you wanted to, but that's not what this episode is about. This is about the ballerina inside me, inside you that represents your instincts. And your instincts are where your ideas come from. And I know that if you listen to this show, there is a really good chance that you have had a distinct experience of sitting in a meeting and having an idea come to you. So you're quiet, you're hearing everyone talk, and all of a sudden something pops into your mind and you don't share it because you don't feel confident in sharing it or because you are afraid. Now, what I want to draw your attention to is not the fact that you didn't share it and not the fact that you weren't confident. That's obviously a big topic on this show. But what I want to draw your attention to is the fact that that idea came to you in the first place. Where did that idea come from? That idea came from your instincts. It came from your own version of the spinny ballerina that is always operating inside you, inside your heart, inside your brain, making connections and giving you ideas. You are receiving these ideas. They just come to you sometimes. I'm sure you've had the experience of listening to people talk and taking in information and something just pops into your head. And now the reason that this show is focused on speaking up and the reason that I talk so much about speaking up in meetings is not only because it's important to feel strong in your voice and not only because you want to have that visibility in meetings and you want people to notice you and you want to get your ideas out there. But honestly, the reason that I focused on that idea is so much bigger than that. The reason that I focused on this idea of speaking up, the art of speaking up, 
is because learning to trust what's coming up and learning to hone your instincts over time and be brave enough to surface them out in the open is the thing you need to become a leader. And it's one of the only things you need to become a leader is you need to get really, really good at hearing yourself, hearing your instincts, hearing what you think is true and being brave enough to bring it to the surface. So yes, I want you to have the experience of speaking up and getting noticed and getting your voice out there. But even more importantly, what I want for you to have is the experience of honing your instincts and honing your judgment, because that is what differentiates you. And that is what is going to help you learn how to run a larger team and operate a larger business is your instincts. Everything else that you can learn and all of the step-by-step technical skills Those in some ways are commodity skills that many people can learn, but few people can really sharpen and sharpen and sharpen their instincts to the point where they have what it takes to lead a large business and be in a significant leadership role and be making decisions day to day without always knowing the answer, without always having all of the information. They have to have the ability to take risks, to manage risks, to make decisions in uncertain circumstances. And all of that comes back to the ability to hear your instincts. And it all comes back to having very sharp, very well-developed instincts. And so I want you to think of the seeds of your instincts and the seeds of that judgment that you're building over time. I want you to think about that as a little spinny ballerina inside you that delivers you ideas and insights. And I want you to understand that when you're sitting in a meeting and an idea comes to you, that is your spinny ballerina saying, I see something, I'm noticing something, I see something really important. That process that's happening is the most important thing. And that's why I so badly want you to share it and bring it to the surface. What I want to offer to you is that this process of you having ideas, getting ideas, represents your instincts speaking to you about what's going to work and what's not going to work and how things are going to get solved and not going to get solved. That is the most high quality, high level value that you can bring to your role. It's not about the quantity of work that you do. It's not about being the fastest. It's not about having the highest productivity. None of those things are going to matter at a certain point. It's about the quality of your thinking and the only way that you can hone the quality of your thinking is to allow your ideas to come up, to allow that spinny ballerina to deliver you ideas and to share them so that you can learn to get out of the habit of keeping them quiet and so that you can learn to get into the habit of trusting them. Because what's happening when you're not sharing your ideas is essentially what's happening is you're sitting in a meeting and you get an idea. So it's as if the spinny ballerina starts to spin. She sees something. She's like, nope, I know that's not going to work. I know there's a better way. I, I should share this better way. And then you get this idea and then you start worrying. What if I'm wrong? What if that's not true? What if everyone hates me? What if I sound like a bitch? What if I look quote unquote stupid? All of those things start happening. So when you open the box, the jewelry box of your ideas and the ballerina like starts spinning and it starts playing that little twinkly music, 
you just slam the box shut. You're like, nope, I'm not listening to you. I'm not sharing what you are telling me to share because I don't know if it's right and I want to mitigate any and all risk of embarrassing myself or looking dumb, so I am not going to share it. So you get into this habit of essentially smashing the ballerina that is spinning inside of you all of the time. And you're telling yourself every time you do this, my instincts aren't good. My instincts aren't good. My instincts aren't good. And so guess what you start to believe and what mental model you start to operate under? You start to operate under the model of my instincts aren't good. But that didn't come from you sharing them and people saying, oh, your instincts are wrong. Your instincts aren't good. You never shared it. That came from you deciding before anyone else ever got a chance to decide if your instincts are good so you don't know. And the only way that you'll build the strength and the belief in yourself that your instincts are good is to open the jewelry box and let the ballerina spin. So when you get an idea, when you get an instinct, when you get a hit of just knowing something, you have to begin sharing that because you not only have to learn how to get comfortable with that over time, but you need to begin to reverse the narrative that you will be building. You need to reverse the narrative that your instincts aren't good. And you need to move into the narrative that says your instincts are good enough. Your instincts are good enough. Now notice that I didn't say your instincts are perfect. I didn't say that your instincts are right all of the time. I didn't say that you have a 100% success rate on every single idea that ever comes to you because one, that's not true. And two, that is too big of a leap for you to make. If right now you're operating under the assumption my instincts aren't good, and you try to move to this assumption that your instincts are right 100% of the time, you might sabotage yourself by putting so much pressure on yourself to always have the correct idea, to always have the right answer. What I'm suggesting to you and what I want to offer to you is that your instincts are good enough, which means your idea might not be perfect. It might not be the one that ultimately gets used every single time, but I can guarantee you that your barometer for how good those ideas that your spinny ballerina is coming up with are, your barometer is off. You think that they're worse than they are. You think that they're more wrong than they are. And the only way you're going to learn something different is to trust that they're good enough and begin sharing them and begin vocalizing them so that you can see that when you finally do so, you don't have this big negative reaction that you so feared. At best, you will share something that will create a ton of value for your team and you will get credit for it. And at worst, you will just be another voice in the room, in the meeting, throwing something out there, engaging, doing their best to be part of the solution. And that is not so bad as a negative outcome. And let me tell you, if you want to rise up and lead, you have to be comfortable sharing the wrong idea. It's not going to happen every time. But if you are not okay with that as an outcome, you will cap the level at which you can contribute and perform because it's not always about getting to the best idea right away. Sometimes it's about having a conversation and iterating and just getting things moving. And as a leader, you have to be able to do that yourself and you have to be able to support your teams in doing that. So getting comfortable with the wrong idea is part of it. And remember that your instincts are good enough. 
And what will begin to happen as you trust the ideas that are coming to you, as you trust that you have a little spinny ballerina of instincts inside of you and the things that it tells you are right and true and worth sharing, as you begin taking those leaps of faith and sharing those things, what will happen is you will see how people react to what you're sharing. You will see how the thing that you share changes the course of events. You will see how your idea ended up making something better. And that will make your instincts sharper and sharper and sharper. And it is only through sharing those ideas and trusting your instincts and seeing how they play out in the world when they go from being in your brain to being outside of you and heard and received by other people. It is only through that process that you will get better and better and that your instincts and ideas will get stronger and stronger and higher and higher quality such that when it is time for you to lead and make big decisions, you will have had lots of practice listening to your intuition, trusting your judgment, taking risks about saying things or trying things that might not be 100% perfect. You'll have done that so much and gotten so familiar with that that you'll have the courage to step into big situations and big decisions and you won't feel so afraid and so debilitated and so concerned about failure because you've been practicing trusting your instincts all along. This is so, so important. I spent a really, really long time in my career trying to do really, really good work and trying to respond to everyone else's ideas and not putting forth anything of my own because I didn't trust in it. And my biggest regret is all the time I wasted and all of the learning that I could have had if I started throwing my ideas in the ring earlier. And what I ended up discovering is that I have some really, really good ideas, but I felt like I was a couple of years behind because I waited to share them. And so my contributions were great, but they weren't as good as they would have been if I had started sooner. And I'm telling this to you because I want you to start now. I don't want you to wait. I want you to start becoming a powerful thinker now. Think of it this way. The risks you take in stepping up and doing a scary thing today and sharing your idea in a meeting today are going to help you have less imposter syndrome a few years from now when you get offered a big promotion and you feel terrified because you're like, can I handle that role? If you do scary stuff right now, then down the road that happens, you're going to be like, thank God I listened to Jessica. Thank God I started sharing my ideas. Thank God I started trusting my instincts and listening to that little spinny ballerina inside of me because now I know I can handle it. And if I had stayed quiet and if I had been risk averse the entire time, I wouldn't have the faith in myself that I could handle this. And I would be stepping into this from a place of fear or even worse, maybe I wouldn't go for the promotion or go for the role or go for the next thing because I hadn't built the belief in myself that I have the instincts, I have the judgment, I have the innate potential, the innate intelligence inside of me to handle whatever challenge comes up and whatever challenge comes my way. And listen, 
I know that it is scary to trust your instincts. I know that in the moment it feels very, very hard. I still experience this. After talking about this on this show for two years now, after working on my own confidence and my own belief in myself and my own risk-taking for way more than two years, I still feel the visceral reaction of what if this is wrong. I have just simply learned that there are things so much more important than that. But if you experience that, and if it feels hard, there's nothing wrong with you. All it means is you either need to do one of two things. You either need to make your goal for speaking up smaller, more bite-sized, more manageable, so that you can tackle it, or you need to ramp your courage up higher. You can either make your goal smaller or make your courage bigger or do some combination of both. But regardless of what you do, there will always be a moment. And I talk about this in my ebook, my assertiveness ebook, in one of the chapters. I talk about what's called the ledge. And the ledge is what I think of as this moment in time where, you, to your body and to your mind, it feels like you are standing on a ledge about to jump. That's what it feels like when you're in the moment of wanting to speak up and you're about to do it. It feels like you're standing on that ledge. And the reason I put that chapter in my ebook and the reason that I think about it as a ledge is because when I was in high school, I went bungee jumping off a bridge. I jumped off a bridge and I was the last person in line who had signed up for bungee jumping. So I watched everyone go before it was my turn. And I kid you not... I kid you not, every single person who signed up before me, they got into the bungee thing, they got all hooked up and ready to go, they stepped out onto the ledge and they got scared and they didn't jump. Every single person before me and I was last and then I thought like, okay, crap, like I wanna get my money's worth, like I don't wanna chicken out. Clearly, this is really scary. So I I went in like knowing I was full ready and I was like, okay, I I can't hesitate because every single person that I just watched hesitate, they didn't end up jumping. So I got to know my body's going to be screaming at me. My brain's going to be going wild and I just have to harness something inside me. It's like just this wild energy, this energy of like I'm I'm just doing it. Like I'm just going against everything I I know and I'm just powering through and I'm going to have the most exhilarating, memorable experience of my life. And that is the energy that you have to bring to those moments where you are like, okay, I have an idea. I want to say it. And the voice inside your head is like, no, 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 don't say it. No, 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 not this time. Next time, next time. When that is happening, you have to muster that same energy. And just like I prepared myself to jump off that ledge by saying, I know that's going to happen. I know that voice is going to come up. You have to do the same thing. You have to know that the voice is going to come up. You have to know that it's going to be powerful. You have to know that the pull is going to be strong. And you need to harness something inside of you that is more powerful than that voice. And let me tell you, (laughs) when you learn to do that, you won't need this podcast anymore because you will become the most powerful woman in the room. So I'm going to close and end this episode with that. And I really, really hoped this helped you. 
by the way, you can get the ebook that I mentioned down in the show notes below. It's called The Smart, Ambitious Woman's Guide to Assertiveness in the Workplace. And there is a chapter in it about the ledge where I explain a little more about that concept of pushing yourself off the ledge because it has been so useful for me in my career. Also, before I sign off, I want to let you know about the Art of Speaking Up newsletter, which you can sign up for in the show notes. There's a link all the way at the bottom, and there's also a Facebook group for the show, so please feel free to join that. You can find all of this in the free resources section at the bottom of the show notes, and I would really like to thank some of the women who have left really kind reviews for the show, and I want you to know that your feedback means so much to me. I pour my heart and soul into this thing. You know, I put a lot of time into it, but it's not really the time that I think about as the real thing that I put in. I just try to put heart into it because I believe that's what's needed for change. I I know like the tips are helpful and the conversation is helpful and I try to share with you as much as I can, but I I believe that the thing that is really gonna drive change is heart and passion and that's really what I pour into this show because for me, that's what I believe is going to drive change. So all of this is to say that When I see your reviews and I get that feedback from you, whatever form it comes in, it ignites my passion, it amplifies my passion, it helps me see that this really is making a difference and this show really is accomplishing the things that I wanted it to accomplish, which is I wanted to share the messages to you that no one was sharing with me. And I know that there are women out there who if I share this message or if they hear this message and if I just act as a mirror to help them see how incredible they already are, that woman is going to be that much more likely to rise up and that much more likely to attain a really impactful leadership position in her career so that we can have more balance and more diversity at the senior layers of our corporate leadership. And so that is my vision. And so that's why it means so much to me when I hear from you and when you provide that feedback. So I wanted to say thank you so, so much to Cedar W, to Queer Mama Rising, to NC Gal, and to Fiona for leaving reviews for the show. And if you have been enjoying the show and if you've been quietly listening and you want to give back in some small way or just show your support, the ratings and reviews mean so much to me. And they truly do add to the magic that I try to create when I am I'm creating this show for you. And that brings us to the end. And I want to leave you with one simple takeaway, which is the thing that I learned from the story that I shared about my musical improv class, which is that you don't know what the limits of your capabilities are. That is a fact. That is an objective fact. You simply don't know what your limits are. And there are things inside you that you already know how to do. You just have to give yourself the space to try them. And one of those things that you already know how to do is generate powerful, high-impact ideas and share them out loud. And so that is my challenge to you this week. And if you do it, I would love to hear about it. I would love to celebrate you on the show. So please drop me a note on Instagram or via email. You can find my contact information below. Either way, I am cheering for you. I'm holding the vision of you speaking up in a meeting. I don't care if you sound good. I don't care if you sound awkward. The number of times I have spoken up and been the most awkward, cringy person in the room 
is a high number and I am so freaking proud of those times. Those are like bragging rights for me and they still happen. I still have majorly awkward moments. I love it. I love it so much. I love it because I don't have to worry about it happening if I'm okay with it happening. See what I'm saying? Anyway, I'm sending you all of the love, all of the encouragement. I hope you're having the most incredible magical week, even though it it is kind of a challenging time right now. But I'm thinking of you and sending you all of my good vibes. And I'll catch you next week for an interview episode. All right. Bye.